for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Good everyone and welcome to today's Living Life and Happy New Year to all of you. Every time, every year, I have to be careful. It's um, happy, happy New Year, uh, Happy New Year, uh, in, just in case you don't understand my Australian accent. Uh, but yeah, it's been a crazy 2020 uh, and I know a lot of people are very disappointed, um, have been suffering um, uh, in a lot of pain and difficulty. And I pray that as we begin this year, let us begin with the Word of God. And I pray that you will make this year a year that you will really devote yourself to the Word of God, to the reading, uh, to the devotion, um, using living life and just reading along your Bible. And I can really guarantee you, you will make a huge impact in your life. So I pray the grace and the protection of God be with you as we go into, as we treasure the Word of God together. Amen. So uh, as we begin, um, a lot of you, if you've been following Living Life and you've been watching uh, or listening to my devotionals the last couple of years, you know that I love watching TV. I love watching TV shows. And uh, you know, there's a genre of TV show called legal drama. Like, um, there's a TV um, drama, lawyer drama shows. There's a lot of really good ones recently as well. And you know, I learned a lot about law. I don't know if it's all real or not, but anyway. You know, something that you notice is the opening statement and the, the closing statements are very important and very powerful. They always devote some time to, you know, you see the lawyer in action and they're trying to connect uh, with uh, the, the um, what do you call them, the, the people that, are, that will decide, uh, the jury. Um, and the best ones have a lot of facts, but a lot of heart that goes along with it, right? To make the connection. And John does this, right? He has, you know, three different writings in the New Testament. Uh, it's the Gospel of John, and then we have the letters, and then the Revelation as well. And I think it's a little bit unfortunate that uh, the, um, the Gospel of John is not in the beginning, because right then you can kind of use this opening and ending statement. John gets to make the opening and ending statement. He still kind of does, and he does it powerfully in a way that presents facts, but also with a lot of heart to persuade you of Jesus Christ. So welcome to the letter of 1 John chapter 1, and also welcome to the year, new year 2021 as well. Let's read the passage, and then we'll continue. First John chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testify to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is the message we have heard from Him and declare to you, God is light. In Him there is no darkness at all. 
If we claim to have fellowship with Him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make Him out to be a liar and His word is not in us. Now, as you read the first chapter of the first letter of John, you cannot help but notice the parallel with John chapter 1, especially the beginning prologue. We have the beginning, light, life, and the word. All of these words used to describe Jesus in both uh, the Gospel of John and the, the letter, the epistle of John. Now, um, today's passage can broadly be divided into two parts, and that's how I'm going to approach it. And in part one, we see Jesus, you know, the beginning, light, life, word, was experienced in a very real and cognitive way by John and the, you know, his fellow disciples. And when I say fellow disciples, I don't mean just the 11, the, the other 11 of the 12 disciples, but the thousands, right? Elsewhere in the, in the New Testament, when they say disciple, it is also about the thousands of people that followed Jesus throughout. And from there, there were closer and smaller and small, smaller circles up to the 12. Now, these disciples experienced and witnessed Jesus in a very physical way um, that, you know, I mean, you and I, not exactly because I don't know where you are. You could be watching from anywhere in the world, but like my family or my friends, my church, uh, you know, fellow members right next to me, cognitively, right? And listed in this today's passage is three out of five cognitive senses. Have heard, have seen, have touched. And this is the basis of their testimony of the message that they, that they bring to us in today's passage, but also passed down through time and generation. Now, the testimony is based on firsthand eyewitness eyewitnesses and their accounts, and it is corroborated with multiple accounts and records as well. See, the gospel, the message of uh, and about Jesus being the Christ, has been passed down to us through 2,000 plus years, right? from when Jesus was incarnate and walked this earth. Now, in heaven, you and I will be able to trace our gospel lineage right up to the first couple of thousand people who heard, saw, and touched Jesus firsthand in the flesh, physically, right? You, you know, the, the gospel we received was, you know, didn't just kind of plop on our lap from out of nowhere from the sky. It was passed down from 2,000 years ago, you know, maybe from John, right? Maybe my lineage traces to, I don't know, right? Luke, you know, Paul or it could be anyone, and yours as well. We could all trace it back because, and the, which generation Christian you are, that's not the important thing. It's, um, it's that you and I, it's, it's that you, what you and I believe is based on facts, cross-examined and corroborated, right? What's more, the message and the teachings have been carefully written down, copied and passed down, often at risk of death, to us so that we can have it today. Right in digital form, in so many different you know translations uh, and even interpretations and the commentaries thereof, the New Testament that we have today 
Every one of it has been tested and it has stood up to the test of time and examination of the last 2,000 years. The New Testament is the most trustworthy ancient text that we have today by any and all standards. The authenticity and the veracity of the text we have today that we call the New Testament Bible is several hundred percent ahead of any other ancient text. Right? Uh, we have more trustworthy records in the New Testament of Jesus, his death, his resurrection, and everything that he did than we have about Napoleon Bonaparte. And no one argues that Napoleon Bonaparte was a real person. Now, whether you believe it or not is another matter. But the argument that the New Testament is fake or made up in the last couple of hundred years is absolute rubbish. So, verses 1 to 5, there is a lot of theologically rich content, but something that we may miss is the practical realness of the message of and about Jesus. Now, in the second part, um, let me read verses 5 and 6 in the NLT. And, you know, if you have your Living Life book, I really suggest reading the NLT along with the NIV. That's one of the pros of having the book. The NLT, I've, I find for devotional to be very enriching and very easy to understand. So let me read verse 5 and 6. This is the message we have heard from Jesus and now declared to you. God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. Now, continuing from and based on the practical realness that I talked about in part one, now the absolute truth, um, we have the absolute truth, which is more theological, right? No exceptions to the rule, no relativity, subjectivity. You know, you cannot explain these things away. Absolute truths. You know, there are actually quite a few. So let me, let me read through kind of in order of appearance. Jesus is the son of the father. Jesus came from the Father. Jesus is the eternal life. Jesus is real, cognitively experienced. God is light. Jesus' blood purifies us from sin. Jesus forgives sins of those who confess. Jesus purifies the un uh, unrighteousness. And sin is against Jesus and God. So I admitted earlier that the absolute truths are a little more theological. But for believers of Jesus, Theology is the basis and the beginning of our everyday life and even actions as well. John makes sure to connect the theological truths to how we should live, how we should walk and fellowship. And in the Bible, walking and fellowship is another way to say living life in the, in the New Testament. How we share in life, fellowship, that's sharing in, in the life of each other. So John is going to go into more detail um, about sin throughout the next couple of passages and, you know, the next couple of days. But the short summary in verses 7 to 10 is the clearest and easiest thing to note in how sin opposes God. Sin is against God and sin, in a sense, keeps us from God, right? So we have to deal first with the problem of sin. So I hope today and the next couple of days as we begin uh, the letter of 1 John that the problem of sin in our lives is something that we will take seriously and begin really to work on.
Very often, uh, when we think about the Bible and we talk about the Bible and our faith and Jesus with other people who do not believe, uh, we often feel the need to defend and against the questions and the attack of why we shouldn't believe the Bible. Right? I think that's a very common angle that people come at us with, and we also try to defend that angle. But well, some of the things that I talked about in the beginning in part one is the real cognitive realness of Jesus, the message, and also the Bible that has been passed down to us. And something that we can easily counter is what's so unbelievable about the Bible, about Jesus. And with just a little bit of research and study, uh, you can know with full confidence how reliable and trustworthy the Bible is, and of course, therefore, the message of Jesus. Right? And next is the problem of sin. It, it, it absolutely is a problem for you and me. So I want to just leave you with verses 6 and 7 from today's passage as a word of warning, uh, but to kind of focus our devotion and time as we seek the Word of God. So um, we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. It's a word of warning, but also a huge word of hope. So let us take seriously the problem of sin as we read and grow in the word of God in this new year. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this day. Lord, even as we thank you for 2020, uh, the year that had just ended, the year of absolute craziness, of unprecedented uh, craziness, suffering, uh, pain, difficulty, Lord, and depression. Uh, Lord, and we don't want to just blindly look forward to this new year. We want to look forward to you, to grow in your word, O oh God, to how real you are in your word and the message of your son, Jesus Christ. May that give us, bring us new life and new hope for this year, Lord, for this decade. I pray uh, that the problem of sin is something that we will not shy away from, but we will confront head on the problem of sin in our lives individually so that we grow in you as we obey and read your word and grow to be more like your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you. We pray for your protection this day and this year. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sing your song, let your heart go and stepping in closer. See you.